Hello, how are you doing? I'm Craig Parkinson. You are listening to the Two Shot Podcast. Sit yourself down, pop the kettle on. We're going to have a nice old chat. Who's it with this week? I'm going to tell you right now. Thursday, how the devil are you? Good week? Bad week? Either way, let's just get a nice big cosy jumper on, turn the heating up and let's settle down. It's episode 26 of the Two Shot Podcast. Thank you so much for subscribing, downloading, telling people uh, and joining us, more importantly, that's the main thing. Um... What I've got to say, I've got to say, it's episode 26, it is with the fantastic Poppy Miller. As ever, uh, as we always do, we've been trying to make dates work with Poppy for a while, and I knew that she was packing up all her stuff and moving for quite some time to New York. Now, if uh, you have seen Harry Potter and the Cursed Child over the past year when it was in the West End of London, then you'll have seen Poppy as Ginny Weasley. You may also have seen Poppy in the second best Marigold Hotel. You may have seen her in the great film Emma years ago. You may even seen her in Attachments, which we do talk about a little bit anyway. So, yeah, we got the dates to work. Poppy came down to meet me and producer Griff when we were in Soho. A big shout-out to Maison Berteau, who were kind enough and generous enough to give us some space and some delicious tea for this episode. What else do I have to tell you? I have to apologise, not for us, for other people, who were slightly noisy at the top of uh, Tanya's tea room. But you know what? She's got a business. That's just the way it is. It's still a fantastic episode. So a massive shout out, a massive thank you to Poppy, and all love and luck to all the cast of Harry Potter and the Cursed Child over in New York City. This one is for you, and it's also for you. Enjoy. It's episode 26 with Poppy Miller. Um, things change, don't they? They do change, yeah. <laughs> in, I mean, in a fantastic way. But I, I mean, I've talked about it before, but your perspective changes and you go, yeah. oh, it's not about me anymore, is it? With kids? Yeah. Yeah. So I think the last time I saw you was working with a lovely Susan Lynch and you were around a bit and none of us had kids. Yeah. That was at the Alameda. That it was? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, everything changes. I know. But you know the first time I ever saw you? You don't know, do you? Yeah. What? Why, oh. Your first job. Yeah, yeah, that's yeah, why I didn't yeah, make yeah, you yeah, remember. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because you know who I'm very close to now is Sally Rogers. Oh. Yeah. Who is going to be in Who is going to be York in New well. York at yeah. the same time. How with weird her, is that? With her. Yeah. 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 How do you yeah. feel about taking the family over? Um, is it, it's has, funny. It's great. It, I'd say, like, if you were to say, also, you know, tell us all about... New York at the moment, Poppy, and I'd say, yeah, well, this chapter's called A Six-Year-Old Goes to New York. It's not about me at all at the moment. Yeah. And have you had to find another school or anything? Yeah. That's all been kind of quite smooth, actually. Has it? Yeah. Yeah. 
Um, You're going to be there for a year? More. More? 15 months, yeah. Crikey. Yeah, yeah. Is it your first, first time, isn't it? On, is it first time on Broadway? For me? Yeah. 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 I've, I've, I've played in... i played. <laughs> <laughs> um, BAM, Brooklyn Academy of Music. Right. Um, that was brilliant. That was just for a few weeks. And in fact, um, just a bit of background about said child, she's... Um, I won't bang on about it, but she's adopted and she's only been with us for seven months then. And she came with us, which was quite cool. Wow. She was she's like under two. Oh, my so God. So she has been there before, but she... She won't remember that. She was just really, really, really cold. She's um, going to remember this. She's going to remember this. Yeah, she was asked what she wants to do in New York, and well, she's there, you know, new, and something new, something exciting, and um, she wants to go deep sea fishing. That can be arranged. I think sure. it probably it's New can, York. Actually. You can do anything yeah. and get anything at whatever time you want. Yeah, we're living quite close to the water. Which eventually is the sea, isn't it? Yeah, so you're right, sort of the other side of the Hudson. Because we... I lived in New York for six months. Oh, did you? Um, and we were West 71st and Columbus right. Avenue, so we were more near uh, Central Park. Yeah. But still, I think sort of 15, 20-minute walk right into the centre of Times Square, which is so still a buzz. yeah. So you that looked at the, that bit of water? Yeah. Yeah, OK. What's that called? What, the Hudson? On the left. <laughs> so, is it... It should be easy. <laughs> New York's, like, one of the most yeah. easiest places to walk around because it's all a grid system. Yeah. So there's the water on the right between Manhattan and Brooklyn. What's that called? I need to find this out. I don't I? know. Yeah. This is... Uh, if for any uh, of mm. our audiences listening in America, I'm very, very sorry about my knowledge... I did discover something about the, you know, the FDR highway that goes up the east side of Manhattan. Yes. The um, core of that is um, ballast from boats going from the UK to New York during the war, and that ballast was often composed of um, rubble from the Blitz. Was it? What about that, then, eh? Look at that. Yeah. Knowledge. Yeah, going deep. <laughs> <laughs> So, quite excited, yeah. Oh, it's going to be such a buzz for you. Yeah, really, really amazing. So it's a long way from Norwich? Yeah, it's a long way from Norwich. It's uh, (laughs) from, yeah, and, yeah, who'd have thought? And also, just without dwelling on it, I think it's, you've probably done this, you'd go away for a big chunk of time, and it's the really old people you worry about. Like, so, my, my mum's in Norfolk and she's 93, so... You know, that's all a bit weird. But, um... She's going to miss you, Because, I mean, yeah. I, I take it she, she'd be too old to... She's not very portable. She's mm. in a wheelchair and stuff, so... Yeah, we'll have to Skype. Even that's a bit of a... But we'll sort it. You know? Yeah. Yeah. And is it just you when you were growing up? You had brothers and sisters? I've got... F- I had four big sisters. I'm number five. Right. I've got four big sisters now. Um, so the eldest is, like... 17 years older than me. Right. And then two more were the same age a year after that one. And then my next biggest sister's nine years older than me. Wow. Good relationships with your sisters. Yeah. 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 Very much kind of... I think if if you're the youngest of a big family with loads going on, you do a lot of kind of watching. Maybe a bit pliant, you know. I've been accused of being a bit, oh float, you know, go with the wind. You yeah. adjust a lot. Yeah, of course. Not by them, 
they always said, oh, you, everything, you know, that classic, oh, it's all right for you. Everything was fine for you. <laughs> all the rules have been... Broken because you're the baby. And, yeah, and... <clears throat> um, yeah, so growing up, although it was a big family, um, I ended up just me and my mum from the age of 12 for about six years. So it was sort of big and small at the same time because they'd all left home and my parents had split up by then. So, you know, had a bit of busy times and quiet times. They, two of them had kids quite young. So actually my nephews are closer in age to me than my next sister. Right. And we're good friends and they've got little kids now and we're sort of... We're not like siblings, but we hang out a lot. And, yeah. You know. Um, and what about primary school? Primary school... Um, good times? It was quite good. It was... Um, I think it was... So it was in the 70s. Yeah. <laughs> and um, <laughs> it was fairly new build, I think. And um, they were doing something in this school... Um, so it's a state like, primary. Yeah. But they were trying to kind of do this sort of open plan learning in this school. So right. when I describe what we did to people now, they're like, you did, we, we like, we marked our own work and stuff. Right, yeah. okay, yeah, yeah. And we had... Um, Was it uh, a case of passing books to other people you were marking, or you were marking no, your own work? No, they had this box with, like, the colours went from, like, mud to silver. Yeah. You know, the way people think of colour. It's like, yeah. mm. so the silver was like bad silver yeah exactly and um you'd sort of and i think that was for basically letters and numbers and then there were other stuff like projects and loads of art i didn't did you have that same thing growing up that there was a lot of sugar paper and art materials that you don't see so much now yeah very craft based yeah Yeah. a cupboard with yeah it was always a big craft cupboard and you could use the um guillotine yeah the guillotine yeah I love the guillotine. You could, being allowed to use it. Can you believe that? I wouldn't yeah. see that nowadays, would you? Well, you know London Graphic Centre, just to say. Yeah. You can use the guillotine in there. Right. I think we should stop the podcast now. <laughs> Let's go around. You've got to buy yourself some paper <laughs> Fuck first, it, we'll buy some. Let's do it. But then you can go and use it for free. <laughs> it's really great. Just stay at the guillotine for ages. So, yeah, it was like that sort of school. Like, one year, I remember we all... Um, they had this thing in the Lord Mayor Show in Norwich and everyone sort of used to walk for miles down to the castle. And there's a whole dragon thing going on in Norwich. It's a medieval thing. I don't right. know. And I remember us making, like, a dragon big enough for the whole class and just all getting green trousers on and walking into town in this dragon. It was that kind of thing, you know. <laughs> so quite nice memories of all that. And, yeah, the marking, you'd mark your... You'd basically, you were kind of going through the colours and you'd do your work. And I, what I remember is you'd then go and check your... Oh, mint tea. So you look at this, oh, producer yes. Griff, bring in tea. Thank you very much. Thank you, Griff. Yeah, you'd go and um, mark your own work and see how you're doing, yeah. And then we did a project, which I don't even know if that exists anymore, when we were 11. This probably does all tie in with acting at some point, but... Called um, even if it doesn't, doesn't it's matter, still it? nice. It's fine. Um, Macos, which was M A C O S, and it was called Man, a course of study, not Man. man yeah, it was the seventies. Yeah, <laughs> hey man. And every other year, you would get to do it, and I was in the Macos year, and it was quite cool because you'd do like I suppose it was like anthropology, really, like you'd study seagulls, baboons, salmon, humans. The chain. The chain. <laughs> 
but loads of stuff around it. Like, you know, you'd have to find solutions to stuff. Yeah. Project work, really. So were you enjoying school? You have a good time? Do you have good memories of primary school? Because yeah. I speak to some people and they go, yeah, I don't really have... I, either I have bad memories or I don't have any memories at all. Right. Or it's been blocked. No, okay. Vests and pants, PE. Wasn't sure about that. You had to what? do PE and vest and pants, did you? Have what, to do even that? if you didn't have your kit? You didn't have any kit. You were, not outdoors, you were indoors in your vest and pants. No. Didn't like that. No. Wasn't sure about that. I'm still not sure about that no. now. I don't think you'd be allowed to do that. <laughs> um, That's all, all shades are wrong, surely. I used to really like the food, you know, I loved the spam fritters and the custard, personally. I was, um, always had to have a packed lunch. Oh, okay. Didn't like it? No, because you had to pay. Oh, uh, did we have to pay? I don't well, we did, I mean, I think nowadays... You know, school dinners are free, aren't yeah, they? Yeah, they are. Yeah, no, no, no. We, I think we, I we, went, to, we went to certain pay. I wouldn't remember paying, would I? No. Wouldn't it be me paying? No. Um, but you were... Happy I was. I did enjoy it. I remember being... <clears throat> and this is a little bit of a theme, like slightly, slightly on the outside, but having, like, currency to get... You know, my currency was, uh, for quite a while, I remember, you know those... Um, Pencils that are watercolour pencils. Yeah. Yeah, so I used to be able to do bubble writing on people's arms. Did you? So basically a temporary tattoo of their name or whatever. Got that the skills quite there. Well. Yeah. But I did spend quite a lot of time sitting around reading at break time. You're a big reader? Yeah, I was, yeah. You're still a big reader now? Not so good these days. It's the time, though. It's the time and it's the finishing the books. I know. Do you read? I do, but it's, again, if if I've got the time, I would love it. It's like, you know, if you go on holiday, and I've got a six-year-old boy, and I would love nothing better than to just sit down yeah. like, by the pool, if I can ever, you know, get the time to go on holiday. Yeah. Just sort of sit down and at least get three, four pages... Straight through. Without, <laughs> well, that's without not too sort ambitious, of, is you it? know, being thrown in the pool or yeah, wanting to play. And you yeah. know what? The books will be there this time with I, him, I'm thinking won't be. that basically that's going to be like the last 20 years of my life. It's going to be just reading. And, reading. But you've got to move as well, otherwise, you, yeah. Oh, yeah, movement is important. A bit of moving the and reading. Yeah. Yeah, and, try not, and trying to get off these phone things, you know. Oh, God, I know. Yeah. My little boy tells us off about it. Yeah, saying, good. He yeah. says, you know, we don't need this technology. I went, oh, hi. Amazing. Whose child are you? Mm. Let me just send this email. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> I'll yeah. I'll be with yeah. you in a minute. Yeah, you, they, you, think, you think they can't see you. Oh, God, It's I terrible, know. isn't it? Of course they know. But they see they, and hear there's everything. There's a quality of silence about someone who's on their phone that they can sense. But can your child hear Everything. If I'm in the yeah. kitchen, sometimes if I'm whispering to my wife, I go, look, the thing is, and all I hear is, I heard that. Yeah. Or, he caught me swearing. Mm-hmm. Oh, my God. Of course. Terrible. He went, you can't say that. Yeah. yeah. Don't and say fuck. I went, don't yeah. you say that. Yeah. yeah. Well, they start saying it and then they say, well, I heard it. And then they say, I was only saying it to the ground, which is the same sort of argument, isn't it? Yeah. <clears throat> no, I'll, um, I remember when my... A little sister, who's she's ten years younger than me. Let's have a sip of tea. And she was playing football with my dad in the garden. Now, I had left home at this point. I think I was just started at London. And uh, he said, "I can't play football now. I've got to go in. I've got to go and watch Emmerdale. Got to go and mm. watch Emmerdale." 
And uh, she went, Emmerdale. And she was very young. She went, Emmerdale's for wankers. <laughs> but she, she, it was just something. It was so innocently said. She didn't know what it meant. Yeah. And my dad had to sort of stifle his laugh and yeah. sort of turn around. And go, you can't say yeah. that. Just come in. Because yeah. it came from such a lovely, innocent place. Yeah, yeah. And I think initially that's what happens with oh, children. completely. Because they just hear it in the yeah. playground. They don't really know what it means. So there's no... Venom they do, or yeah. Malice. Mine started saying in the summer. I mean, she stopped now. She's going. I'm, I'm just a fuck it. I'm a fuck it. No. Which, yeah. Which, which actually wasn't the swearing that mattered. It was the self. You know. It's yeah. Like, oh God, you know, they, yeah they I can't pick, do it. They I pick, can't. They pick all that up, don't they? Yeah, of course they do. You know. She did say the other morning. I finally got this um, curtain not hanging off a string, and uh, this guy had put it on a, a rail. Yeah. And she'd been there when he did it, and I heard her saying, in the morning. Daddy, whatever we must do, we must not wank this curtain. <laughs> <laughs> Brilliant. Yeah. Seems that wank, right. wank and wankers are a theme. <laughs> yeah, That's it. yeah. She's, so, she, is, no, she is right. She is right. Um, what I do remember... Sorry, acting now. Acting. I do remember having a, an acting moment at the primary school. Um it was a sort of theme of, of, of that school and my secondary school is that there wasn't really any drama or any... It just sort of happened a bit. Um, I think it's... Because apart from... Now, you know, there's yeah. things at Easter and Nativity. Yeah. yeah the, the little plays that come on. Yeah. But I think it does happen more now. Yeah. Yeah. Um, well, more and then in some places much, less. Well, in a lot of places now, yeah. less. And as things are off the curriculum. Or getting sliced. Yeah. Which I feel are very important, which I think they should be on. Not that every child needs to go and do drama. They don't yeah. need to, but if they dip their toe in it and then they decide it's not for them because I need to go and play my football, I need yeah. to go and play my hockey, or yeah. I need to, that's fine, that's another... Well, like my nephew's, like, he's just decided he really can't stand it, but he really wants to do the backstage stuff. Incredible. Then, yeah, he really loves that, like... If he sees something, he's fifteen. Like if he sees something, he's not. He's not about what's. In, he's like, what, what? How did that happen? And he's full of theories about, you know, how they made someone do that, or you know, all of it. That's what he sees. He doesn't see the stories. Well, well he does. He's, another yeah. form of, of being an artist <laughs> yeah. and being, you know, and a bit of a scientist and a bit of, a, you know, yeah. How does that? So work? that whole world. Yeah. That's also it's a brilliant world. But what about you in primary school? When was the... Oh, it was just getting... Um... So we're going off on right old tangents yeah, already. Yeah, yeah. Which, uh, which is grand. It was about... Oh, it's really, it's really standard, really. It was a nativity experience of just getting a massive laugh and going on a bit of a roll, which I think when you're a shy kid, you know... You were you quite it, shy? Yeah, I think... Well, but both, you know... What is shy? Like... Definitely one of those performers who, um, yeah, just you kind of feel as a kid felt a sort of release in it, a freedom in it, like a kind of lack of self consciousness. I think I was very self conscious as a kid, right? Uh, which is exhausting. Well, it is because. I know when I'm self-conscious, I get quite tense. Oh, yeah. And so my tension, and that is just... Ex- you carry that around with you for however long. It's yeah. quite exhausting. And you're trying to second-guess everything you present. Yeah. So, you know, 
you're never going to get it right. No, because you're paranoid of judgment yeah, and what and other people are thinking. How many people are you with and each of them's got a different perspective. So, you know, it was tiring. Did a lot of blushing, a lot of sweating. When did things like that change? Still like that at secondary school? Yeah. Probably even more so because you were growing up. Secondary school's quite scary as well. Well, it is because, you know... It's huge. The transition is huge. Yeah. It's a, you're going to the big school. Yeah. And also you're growing up. All going on. And so you're, le- you're less free as a child because, you know, there's no boundaries with young children because no. they're just free to play and yeah. they don't mind what's going on. And no. Little sponges and then you start to grow up. Yeah. And clam up. I remember that particularly happening like the second year of secondary school. Hello. Because you were changing. Well, I think because everyone sort of turned up. I mean, I think kids might be different now. They might do all this earlier. I don't know. Because we were quite naive then, weren't we? No, yeah. no social media, like so yeah. much less telly. A lot of stuff that was a bit weird. Well, that's coming to light over yeah, exactly. the past few years, yeah. 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 Which I think we probably knew at the time, but... Oh, yeah. I, well, I did anyway. I certainly oh, yeah, always yeah. thought certain things were... Completely. Very odd. Very odd. Yeah. Don't want to get too specific, really, do no, we? I think everybody um, knows what we're probably yeah, talking about yeah. anyway. Um, and if you don't look it up on the internet, yeah. 1970s DJs, top of the pops, you'll be good. Yeah. And certain, certain people in your school life that you knew were like dot, dot, dot. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Um, to some degree, you know, um, adult people. But um, what was I was going to say, oh, yeah, so all the kids would turn up after, like, middle school, like, from all over the city in Norwich, because it's not huge, but it's... And um, they'd sort of all mix in in that first year of school. So right. there's 360 of us in each year at that point. It's quite big. How many? It was a big school. It was 1,800. Gosh. Yeah, big. Yeah. sixth form. And I just remember thinking... Um, like, everyone was just somehow sort of together at that point, and then they started to work out that, a bit more, that they didn't fit together. Like, um, so this girl, I can't remember her name, we were friends, and she said to me, did I want to go to the Samson Hercules with her? So I was 12. What's the Samson Hercules? It was a nightclub. And, At 12? Well, I know, 12, God, 13, I know. That's pretty young. And I thought... Oh, I ought to sort of want to go because that's cool. Did you feel that you cool. you wanted to step up and be yeah, part uh, of the cool yeah. kids? So I kind of innocently said to my mum, you know, and my mum, my mum's, you know, my mum, my dad, I just realised my dad, if he were alive, he'd be like 100 in three years' time. So they were like from, they were born in the 1920s. Yeah. And, yeah, no, so <laughs> panic, you know, <laughs> utter panic. So of course I wasn't going to. So then it was like, and then I realised that it was quite odd that she was there. I'd, maybe she was just, like, pretending she was going or something. Yeah. But she was 13. She looked quite grown up. But how but the still. hell did she get in? Anyway. Um, anyway, we were mates and then we just weren't mates after that, that year. We sort of went you, into our kind of cliques, our clans. Did you have a little a group? Yeah. Especially later on in school. A little group. Yeah, some of them were from primary school and then some of them were, like... There's a lot of music in my school, so... Were you musical? Yeah. Oh, were you? music, yeah. Were you more musical than academic? Um, I was quite clever in the sixth form. That was my high point. And 
further down the school. No, I was quite. I was quite good at all the most of the subjects. I was always quite confident around that. Did you enjoy it? I enjoyed it in the sixth form when it was more sort of focused. Were you focused? Was it more like that in the sixth form because you were focusing on subjects that you cared about more? Yeah, and I just think. Um, I understood a bit more why we were doing it rather than this sort of scatter all these subjects that oh, I don't know just I just didn't click into I did quite O levels they were cool but I remember the O levels and CSEs and I did fine so I just didn't really get it at that point and then I think I just got really into it in uh, sixth form and was there any path that you thought at that point, oh, yeah, I'm going to try and follow that, or oh, this is what I kind of want to do? Mm. So, the, <clears throat> so the recurring secret dream was always to be an actor or actress. Was it? Yeah, but the... Um, the Not that you told anybody. I did. Rem- I do remember telling people... But I remember the occasions when I told people. And I did loads of Amdram and stuff. In, did you? In what? the city of Norwich. <clears throat> what, when did you start doing that? Um, Were you doing that as a, as a young child? Uh, no, not as a little one. So the, the, the closest to acting as a young child was probably school stuff. Or um, I remember... Um, have you ever heard of a colony holiday? A colony holiday? Yeah, it's weird, me. isn't it? It could be. <laughs> My... My next sister up used to go on them and they became sort of legendary. They got sent away. I remember going off on a coach all on my own right across the country and then you'd stay somewhere. With a group of other kids? From all over the country, no kids you knew. And then you'd... uh, It's like maybe like the American idea of camp or something. But it was quite hippie-ish. Like there were lots of people sitting around fires and singing. Yeah, I think I know what you mean. Yeah. I can't find any reference to it. I've never, I've never, I know. When you say about camp and picking up, and you were all, we were probably all camping and making fires, were you? No, we stayed in these sort of rooms with other kids in these big houses. In like big dorms type of things. With a with a monitor who'd be like in their early twenties. I don't think that'd be allowed nowadays, Poppy. If I'm on it, I mean, I don't want to be the colony holiday police or anything, but... Well, yeah, maybe not. But probably, it was you know, quite, look. You see, that was quite scary. The whole thing was quite scary until we did the acting. And then I remember why, going... Why was it scary? Um, I was lonely. Were you still shy? Bit shy. Yeah. Um, yeah, I was, and I was meant to enjoy it as much as my sister had, and I didn't. And I just, yeah... You know, and there were some people there who were quite... Um, I can still picture this girl. And it, she was quite, like, massive. She just did loads of sitting on people's laps and snogging really hard. And I was like, oh, <laughs> this is all really grown up and I don't know what's going on, you know. Yeah, we know, we know those types what really was, intimidating. Yeah, what was cool and what yeah. was, you know, and just like, I don't really yeah, I'm not. I, I'm not ready for that. Yeah, but the acting... Then we did some acting, and that was like, oh. And what we, was it? Kind of the end of the summer play type of thing, was it? Or no, was it wasn't even as official as that. It was just a bit of acting, you know. One day you'd go and take a plaster cast of a of a horse print. Yeah. And the next day you'd do a bit of an ac- acting. Right. You know. And then I don't know what it's just activities. But was it worth going for the for to do the acting there? Did you, um, did you come out no, of your shell a bit more? No, no, it wasn't. No, worth it was just it. a moment that I enjoyed, and I remember the person, whoever it was, saying, "Oh, you're really good at this." It's that thing when someone goes, "Oh, you're really," you, you I can imagine you see a kid, 
and they they they're loving it and they're quite funny. You'd go, oh, you know, you so, would, wouldn't well, you? You can't tell, can't you, when you say yeah. young because you go, yeah. you should focus yeah. a bit more yeah. on this because I you can just suck that up as a kid, don't you? Yeah. yeah. Especially you see that light behind, behind yeah. the eyes just sort of come on. You go, you've got something there. Yeah. And how did that make you feel when you were told that? Did you, did you think, oh, oh, yeah, I am on the right path? Yeah, I think so. Although I think I always thought that <clears throat> whatever act- actors were was a long way from what I would be. Like, they were kind of confident and a bit more eyes and teeth, you know, a bit more out there, a bit yeah. extrovert people. Yeah. Um, Even though you were shy, would you say you were confident? Yeah. 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 Bit both. Yeah. I think that's possible. I think that's I think that's a really beautiful mix actually. I think that's really nice. I was just nothing... a bit odd. You know, I think if you're a bit odd as a kid, other kids know that, don't they? Well, they can I think they can smell it. Yeah. I speak from from oddness. Yeah. From a place of oddness. Yeah. Yeah, certainly as a kid. I mean, maybe a lot of people feel that they're odd. Maybe that's just the human well, th- condition, but... Well, I think the older we get, we want to be more honest. Yeah. We're certainly with ourselves and with other people. We go, yeah, no, I, I've never been part of that. I'm I'm kind of this, and I was this. Yeah. And that's all right. Yeah. You know, yeah, I that's cer- a healthy I certainly way to would, be, isn't well, it? Well, like, we strive to be healthy, don't yeah. you? It's certainly something I would want to... And I think we would want to pass that down to yeah. our children. To yeah. Go, it's all right. Yeah. If you're not that star footballer or yeah. you're not that, it's all right. No, you're Cause, right. Because look at what you can do. Yeah. Yeah. Your knowledge of dinosaurs is... Yeah. Second <laughs> <vast>. to none. <laughs> and that's a good thing. Yeah. Yeah, that's really true. You get really proud of the things that they love. Yeah. I think. But it's like, yeah. as an actor, isn't it? Do you know you have to go... I've definitely talked about this before. Knowing your limitations as an actor, the older we get, we go, well, no, I'm not. Good at A, B, C, and yeah. D, but E and F. I'm, I'm yeah, I'm all right. I can yeah. hold my own with those two, and I've, I'm going to be proud of that, and that's going to be my selling point. Yeah, as long as you balance it with that. Yeah. Um, it's always too much self-deprecation just doesn't do you any favors in the end. No, but there's also there's a fine line between confidence and arrogance. Oh God, yeah, yeah. I think I don't. It's typical, but um, I definitely think I was a lot more arrogant in my my 20s about you know I've sort of screwed a few things up by telling people I was great <laughs> you know I don't think you should tell people you're great because um, no. uh, I feel no. much more measured about it now and like you say much more self-knowing I think why do you think you have a period of that because that mm. sounds very out, from the little I know that sounds very out of character doesn't it oh right yeah, yeah. well it does a bit to me actually yeah. so maybe I was trying to counterbalance that and also just, uh, I think it's a bit of a mystery about how you kind of p- proceed sometimes in, in this job. And sometimes if you don't, some people are just like effortlessly charismatic and available and it kind of... Yeah, but it's, it's, are they? Well, are they, is it effortless? I don't know. Are they know. really? I don't know. Yeah, 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 yeah exactly. Yeah. Is it That's effortless? a good point. But then if you think you've got to put effort in, sometimes you can misdirect it. Yeah, true. You know, you yeah, can yeah. try too hard or you can be too arrogant or mm. you can you know you can get too obsessed or it's like what you're saying you know be too self-deprecating yeah and yeah, like, yeah. That, that yeah. is not healthy at all yeah. i think i just better keep my mouth shut in america because they're very clean like this aren't they they're very positive 
very, this is what I believe anyway. Well, we'll professional. We'll, we'll find out. We'll say, you're professional, Poppy. <laughs> but they Come don't on. do that. Oh, yeah, I'm professional. But they don't do that. Um, oh, it's just silly. You know, they don't do <laughs> oh. any of that. Oh, no, no, no. Well, that's what I'm talking about. You know, the confidence, arrogance, yeah. border. It can be mm. too much. Mm. Ah. Yeah. Yeah, just, just get off that line and just yeah. be. Yeah. But, you yeah. know, you're not American. No, not yet. Not yet. Yeah. We'll see if you ever come yeah. back. <laughs> yeah. So after school, yeah, what happened then? Oh well. How did you do with your uh, O levels and your CSEs? Did you come out all right? Yeah, yeah. So I did. Um, so yeah. So teenage. So yeah. Just to go back to the Amdram thing. Ah, actually, yes. my dad. My dad. So my dad's an interesting character, and um, he he was a, a teacher really. I mean, as a young man, he'd been he'd been in the war. You know, literally. Yeah. When he was in his early twenties. Yeah. And then by the time I came along, he was... What what now is kind of normal. He was 46 when I was born, but it was quite old then. Yeah. My mum was 44. So, um... And he was a sort of unfulfilled actor in lots of ways. Was he? So he was quite big on the Amdram scene. He was quite a sort of serious player. And did he open the door for you to... Well, I just think wanting to be... Yeah, watching him do stuff and doing some stuff with him, which was quite interesting... And just seeing all these plays, I and mean, there seemed to be like four different theatres that he would do plays at. Really? Yeah. He spread himself around. Well, there were just loads of people doing it, and there was a little campaign that eventually bore fruit to open a rep theatre, professional rep in Norwich, which is not going as a rep anymore, but it's still a venue. Oh, is it? Yeah, it's a beautiful place. Um, What's it called? Yeah. It's all right, we'll find out. Google. No, no, because I know it. Go on. It'll come back. Okay, I've actually we'll done back. a play there. Oh, one yeah. of the first two seasons I did a play there, oh, yeah. We'll come back to it. Yeah. So that's how keen they all were on theatre and stuff. And he was um, he was very clever, my dad. And, and he was good. Particularly good. He had this beautiful voice. And particularly like if you wanted something narrated, he'd be the man to go to. Oh, you know? Really? Yeah. No. And um, quite tr- troubled a bit, you know, tr- battled with depression and lots of stuff going on for him. So his day job was, when I was little, was he moved on to teaching teachers. Right. So they had a um, teacher training college. They yeah. don't really exist anymore. But Don't they? Well, I think they... I think you do... They, anyway, got... Um, Subsumed by the university, and you do your PGCE then. Yeah, because I remember remember teacher training colleges when when I was a kid, yeah. Full of young people learning how to teach. Yeah. And he taught something called audio visual visual research, which was sort of cutting edge. Um, They used to film kids. (laughs) Oh, no. Oh, no. We've gone back to the 70s. I know. They had like this room that I remember being in it that you would play in. And I just knew that this massive mirror, that wasn't a mirror. He told me it wasn't a mirror. But of course. yeah, they were watching kids through there. So it's a bit like that, you know, the, the secret life of. In a way, it's yeah. no wonder they've shut down now, really. <laughs> I mean, but yeah, the, no, no, I know what you mean, those documentaries on yeah. Channel 4, the life of the four year old yeah. secret. Yeah. yeah. And then he would use, I think they would use, you know, as a teaching tool, you'd use audio and visual right. research to help your teachers learn how to yeah. teach. Yeah. So that's what he was up to. But in uh, of an evening, Peter Miller was on the stage. He'd get up. He had a big long leather coat, a big hat, and, yeah. Um, Did you ever ask him why he didn't pursue it? No. No. No, I, know, I would have, as 
if he'd stuck around. I think he died when I was 19, so, you know, there'd be loads of stuff we'd chat about. Yeah. Um, but, yes, yeah, so I used to watch him, and he'd get the big... <clears throat> you know, I watched him play King Lear. Did you? Yes. And uh, very something... Am- very really ambitious yeah, stuff. big stuff. Um, they don't really, I don't think they really do stuff like that anymore, certainly not what I know. Uh, for, certainly where, some... where I live... Around Gloucestershire, they do fantastic things, but it's very. Oh, if it's a play, it'll be an Agatha Christie. It'll be something. Yeah. Like, if it's a musical, or maybe it'll funny, be, something funny. Well, an eight, you an know, eight-born, yeah, 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 yeah. You know, yeah, things like that. But yeah. to do King Lear. Well, yeah, and something I remember the first thing I remember really seeing him in, and this was a bit weird. Like uh, there was a, a Quaker meeting house with um, which was one of the venues of these places and it yeah. had like chairs around the outside of a square room and the actors were doing this thing called Moby Dick Rehearsed which was about a bunch of actors rehearsing Moby Dick brilliant and he was sort of the lead actor playing Ahab I haven't read the book Moby Dick I haven't finished it no you, you started I did start it yeah but we know what it's about don't yeah we? it's about a whale and a man, and, um, <laughs> and, and I just remember my dad. Like one of the local reviews once described him as the man with the India rubber face because he had this really expressive face and no hair, and he was tall. And he was—I just remember my dad's face like, ah, like this, and I was like four feet away from him, like, terrified, like, you know. And everyone, we all had to go and see his plays, and everyone was like, "Dad's doing some acting again," you know. You know, but I was proud of him as well because he say, was sort of amazing. Be. Yeah. And then anyway, did 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 some plays growing up with him. Did the Tempest when I was fifteen, and we, yeah. And then it was all very classical, actually. How brilliant a bit that, you, Chekhov would do, and all how that, that you were doing stuff like that at fifteen. Yeah, yeah. In Norwich yeah. at that time. Yeah. I think that's fantastic. Yeah, there's a lot of that going on. I mean, there was like there were like loads of like slightly lighter stuff going on as well, but that seemed to be we need to count, where I ended up. We need a counterbalance. Yeah, sometimes you do. But I do remember this seeing. Um, yeah, so looking back on like, him playing the Lear, I've got these photos, and it's like, I think they'd set it in early, and you know, like, what would you call it, like, prehistoric Britain? Yeah. And looking at these photos, they've got, like, a lot of, not him, but the women have got a lot of eye makeup, like, pretty eye makeup, and then, like, lots of mud all over them, and rags and stuff, and, um, and my dad was a bit the same. I mean, it just looks appalling, you know, it looks really... <laughs> Uh, uh, like that, but it didn't seem like that at the time. So I think some of it was a bit like that, and um, I do remember going to see this play with him. Um, I think it was an Ibsen play, and I was probably about sixteen. And there was a woman in it who, um, you know, she had been an actress. It was that sort of like uh, I know those, yeah, yeah. yes. But she was quite young. She'd been to Dartington, right. you know, when it still was a drama school. Yeah, and um, she was in this play and I was just like what is she doing because that is brilliant and what she was doing was existing right you know yeah and I suddenly saw someone actually being yeah yeah and that was a real moment of kind of oh I see listening she just it's that thing you're sort of still trying to look for it's like not you're not Showing off you existing. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That was a big moment. So, yeah, uh, got a boyfriend in my sixth form who was quite 
it was quite an intense thing and he was studying philosophy at Leeds University so I kind of disappeared up that fundament <laughs> you know what I mean yeah mm. and so things took a back seat there for a while acting yeah no actually I mm. still carried on doing that because he was up at university didn't like it made, he... made him jealous and really it was quite an intense relationship was it? <laughs> me and him yeah um but everyone, everyone thought, oh, she's going to screw up her A-levels. But in fact, because he was studying philosophy, yeah. and one of the A-levels I was doing was um, religious studies, which is sort of involves quite a lot of philosophy. So I ended up having this quite sort of fruitful, like we'd talk about a lot of stuff that was maybe slightly beyond my years, yeah. you know. And um, got a really, uh, got a good mark for that, exam and I was headed off to university. Where were you going to uni? Well I was going to go to oh god this is so embarrassing isn't it your young self I was going to go to no, Br- Bristol no. I've got a place are, at Bristol. If things are embarrassing you we just, don't have to yeah, talk about it. Yeah them. no no it's not I just like I always go like mm. um, yeah I was going to go to because Bristol. because we never do this we no, never talk one on one and no yeah. <laughs> um, yeah I was going to go to Bristol and that was all sorted and then, um, so this, uh, the, the examining board of this religious studies A-level was a Cambridge examining board. Right. And they read this paper and they said, oh, this is our top paper for a young person this year. Um, has this pupil thought of going to Cambridge? And I kind of had not <coughs> really thought of it. And also it wasn't very cool, you know, I don't know... Uh, was sort of just slightly it wasn't a thing for any of my my friends none of them were headed that way or but there's a possibility that you could I think we were just quite anti it we were quite anti Oxbridge really I mean, as far as it came into our consciousness yeah yeah like why would you want to go there you know it's not Anyway, so, so they, I did go there <laughs> <laughs> yeah after all that yeah, yeah after I did. all that yeah I did yeah I'd love another cup of tea, thanks, Grace. Oh, thank Would you, you like another yeah, cup of tea with me? Why not? Um, and how was that? How did you, having come from it not being in your world to yeah. it suddenly it, it being all about your world? Yeah. Well, um, I went to a college that um, it's actually got a new name now. It's called Murray Edwards now. It was called Newhall then, and it's a kind of it was all female. And it was very untraditional and quite um, had a real um, relatively open recruitment approach. So there were quite a lot of people, quite a lot, you know, relatively, um, who didn't come from what you might think of as a traditional Oxbridge feeder, you know, background. Um, So that was sort of relatively relaxing. Quite, still quite it was all quite odd for quite a long time until you it's like anything you know you move away from home you go to a new place of course and then you find your people yeah and some of those people are still my people and so that's amazing I love that that phrase mm. keeps coming up in this yeah. podcast because it's so important it's yeah. so important so important to learn that but then when you do <sighs> thank you tea lovely mm. and while you were there mm. 
did drama come into play? Well, you know, the whole thing happened all over again. It's like the first uh, year or so, I used to, I, I said, oh, I'll go to these auditions. And um, I think I thought, well, I'll do plays while I'm there, you know. That's what, and I didn't get any of the parts. So I was like, oh. Oh well, I don't want to do it then. So I won't. Did, you know, is that not your confidence? Today. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I didn't even go for many. I didn't really give it a good bash. You know, I went for like six or something, and right. everyone seemed to know what they, it was. Quite, you know, it was a cleat. They were grown up. They'd been there for a while. They were confident, and they were already doing the plays. And so, um, so I just did other stuff for quite a while, and then. I still had a running fantasy about it. So you're still kind of unfulfilled, really? Yeah. In fact, I went back to the Amdram Theatre in the holidays and did a, did a musical, I think. Oh, to get a little fix. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> exactly, yeah, yeah, to get a little fix. And I think I used to go and watch the plays and stuff, so it was still all there. And then I remember all my friends... My friends were going to take a play to Edinburgh and I was slightly sulking, so I went... I, went, I said, I'll come and see you, but I'm going to go... I'm going to go walking first. So I went I went, stayed in the youth hostel above Whitby and walked that coast path. Wow. Yeah, and I knew that there was this... On your own? Um, yeah. Lovely. <laughs> yeah. Um, and Boggle Hole Youth Hostel, you've been there? No, uh, That's no. like a bit further down. That's the wrong coast for you, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. Um, and Scarberry, the Whitby, all that area. Yeah. And I remember thinking, I know that this friend of mine, Lance, is going to be directing this production of Othello next term and I just remember walking and learning the lines for Desdemona you know and thinking yeah just having that, that I think maybe the walking and the the sea and the you know the, the lines and solitude yeah just going oh, that's what I really I really would like to do that and also because the older people the successful people at uni were leaving so I was getting to be a bigger fish so your confidence grows a bit U- uni I just heard myself say that uni and well, that was um, the last time you said uni I don't know <laughs> god oh god no. um so anyway I got that I got that part and then it kind of rolled on that must have been great for your confidence yeah and I really enjoyed doing it and um I got myself a theatrical scar did you? Yes. What happened? I shouldn't really tell, but this... Because, oh, no, I don't know, this fella Lance, who's still in the industry. It's right. lovely. It's right, we can always beep his name out, yeah, so it's fine. Yeah, it's cool. He's a, he does uh, film, I don't know what he, He's director. <clears throat> he was really into kind of, like... In, it's quite funny, the rehearsals, actually. There was one rehearsal when I had to take the, the quite peculiar man playing my dad. Right. Because he, he was meant to feel abandoned, because, you know, obviously... Desdemona goes off with Othello. Yeah. I literally had to take him into Sainsbury's in town and blindfold him and leave him by the cheese counter. No. Yeah. Just <laughs> <laughs> so that kind of director, you know. Yeah. We've so, all we've all yeah. worked with those. I left this postgrad. But he did. You know, he was just a post. He, he was doing a some. I don't know what he was writing a. He wasn't an actor type person at all. I left this blindfolded man by the cheese counter. Just this poor bugger roped in. Yeah, and another time, me and the man playing Othello, so we were sort of working on the final, you know, the fight scene and the, or at least the grappling scene and when he kills her. And um, we ended up in this big room with all the curtains drawn and an unmasked knife. 
<laughs> so I managed to roll onto that. So I got a little, a little kind of, little little slice here oh with some my stitches. God. Yeah, the side. I'm pointing to the side of my body. There we go. Yeah, we can see my theatrical it. scar. Just near the rib. Yes. So you know, a lot of, a lot of idealism and a bit of naivety, and I'd say that kind of characterises that time. Yeah. For me. But le- but still learning. Still learning. Sometimes learning by our non mistakes experiments like a bunch of us and I, th- I think that's still well certainly still carrying on for me. Oh god, yeah. Oh yeah, I know. Learning. Learning's the big thing, isn't it? Like really meaning it that you really are open. Well I think Yeah, because it is one of the upsides of what we do is that you never you're never not learning. You never get to a point where you go, what? So, I'm a cabinet maker, and I've learnt my craft as being a cabinet maker. I can make the best cabinet possible. I can't make anything better than that cabinet, yeah. and I'm a cabinet maker. But if I'm an actor, it never stops. I can never make the the, the best cabinet. is <clears throat> always out of reach. I don't know why I said cabinet maker. I'm just, I'm, I, I totally love it. And I was also slightly like, oh my God, Craig's cabinet maker. <laughs> For a minute, I was like, oh. I wish I was. He's got, it's like Arthur Miller, he's got a shed oh, and he's got, oh. Do you know how useless I am at mm. DIY? I don't, I'm nodding. I, I knew I, you are. I, 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 but, I thought what was word spread. No, no but I, I know some, the, some of the most brilliant people in my life. Yeah, they don't, because they're, they don't go near the DIY. They're not a have a go hero, which is, what I am but they're more like a kind of no I'm not going to do it right so I won't do it no if I want it I don't know if I want something done right yeah if I can't do it then I've got to get something yeah. it goes back to knowing your limitations yeah yeah even though I know my limitations as an actor I'm trying to know my limitations as a person and as a husband and a father and like it's safer as well isn't it that's so much safer yeah look at my finger was that you trying to do something helpful? no that was just washing up okay <laughs> <laughs> there's a scar there's blood yeah. That's horrible. Oh, right. <laughs> I tell you what, bloody hurt for like yeah. I lost a good twenty four hours. Yeah. Um, I went through four Star Wars plasters. My little boy was not happy. You didn't get stitched. No, 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 no. It was grand. Yeah. Um, we've gone well off road. Yeah. I don't know where we are in it's the world. It's about knowing your limitations and what, how, yeah, you, our job can't be perfected. And, you, and if you think no. you can, then you, you're yeah. wrong. Yeah, uh, yeah. We're going back to university mm. and yeah. Mm. End of university. How were you within yourself? Where were you? Where were you, where were you going? Um, so, uh, so I so there was a sort of quite a few people kind of going to be actors or writers or directors. Yeah, and some of them still are. Some of them are doing quite well. I, I'm, I'm <laughs> sure. Um, we don't name names, but it's no, fine. we don't. Yeah. And, Tell me after. Yeah. Um, no, some of them would like people, like just brilliant people, you know, who were always brilliant. Um, so, you know, um, I'm going to say Sarah Phelps, fantastic writer. Yes. Nikki Walker was at this funny college, you know, brilliant people. Yeah. Um, and Steve Perkins cons- and people like that were around. Oh, was you know, Yeah, yeah. Were you considering yourself then? Yeah, no, that's where I'm heading. Yeah, I think it kind of... Because I'd done enough experimenting and um, really kind of committed to it in a kind of, oh, it's a, 
it, it was a playground. There was there was lots to do once you were in it in terms of Great. making stuff. Yeah. And at that point, people were writing stuff. A bunch of us hippie idealists went round the country in an in an old ambulance doing really bad street theatre. Of course, you, you did. Know, Brilliant. Endless juggling. <laughs> there was a lot of sort of. I don't know, it just seemed to sort of eat up our whole lives. So anyway, I, I did some uh, some auditions for drama schools for short, shorter courses because obviously I'd used up my <coughs> so you used my to do grants a, and stuff. A, a postgrad one year. <clears throat> yeah, I did two years in the end. Two years. Um, at Weber Douglas, which doesn't exist anymore. Doesn't it exist no, anymore? No, no. When did that disappear? God, I've been doing this quite. 20 years now because I remember a very... Old girlfriend of mine went to Weber Douglas. Yeah, it. I don't want to get the date wrong, but um, do you know why it? Yeah, thought... because it it was the, the lease ran out ran out on the building, I think, and um, it was in a pretty smart part of town, wasn't it? It Gloucester was. Road, yeah, Gloucester so Road. Yeah. I, I don't know all the details, but um, I think it actually kind of what would you call um folded with Central for a few years. They put the Weber students. Oh they did they kind of merge for or bit, yeah, yeah. For a bit and then and then that was it. Right. Yeah. And how was your time there for two years? It was um it was basically really really good. I think um Did you sense that could you feel a change or a big difference from universe, what you're doing at university to what you're doing at drama school? Um, yeah, I mean, I think... You know, I think acting's not... If you do it with your head, you're not, it's not right. But good head is useful. And a I think I was learning that. I, liked, I think I liked all the... A lot of the teaching, and 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 then that. I threw myself into it, and I liked using my body and going, oh, oh, there's that as well. Yeah. You know, I think I'd always done that instinctively because that's what you just do, isn't it? Yeah. You know, if you you exist in the body, and that's but to actually sort of pick it apart, and you know, I quite enjoyed all that side of it, and um, I, I wouldn't say it got me to where I needed to be, but it was definitely really glad I I, I did it, and and in the spirit of what we were just saying. I'm never going to get to where I want to be. So it was part of the part of the. You've got to get the road the, to You've it. got to get on the path, yeah. haven't yeah. you? Yeah. yeah. And to be around, and just to be around the, the real world of it, I think. That rather than, I don't know, because the idea of it, and it wasn't a very. It was a very. Um, it was a, I think quite a lot of down to earth people went to that college, and they would definitely they'd prepare you. They wouldn't prepare you to be a star. They'd prepare you to be employed. That's what they wouldn't wow. like, like, you know, like the sort of person a director wants, you know, to work with. And they'd also prepare you to be director-proof. I remember that. Explain that. I don't really understand it. <laughs> I think it means... I think um, we could throw some pearls of wisdom out <laughs> right now if we be director-proof. It sounds really controversial, doesn't it? I think it sounds very exciting. But is it the holy grail? I think it means that you bring, you bring enough... Uh, 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 enough ideas yeah, to work with yeah. for someone to you've work with you've got structure maybe? to work even if you're finding it you're not getting it from someone from outside yeah. you're getting a you can offer and you still offer something you know um, 
still deliver or something. Did they prepare you for um, a failure? I kind of implied it was quite likely, I think. <clears throat> How did that make you feel? Um, pretty resilient. You... I think I was just like, I don't think that's going to happen. <laughs> that's brilliant. I just was quite naive in a way, I think. No, but it's like what we were saying before. You've got to have a big... You've got to have confidence and not let it fall over into arrogance, but, yeah. you know, a friend of mine says you've got to have a big suit of armour if yeah. you want to be an actor because you're going to take a lot of hits. Yeah. Yeah. And one that kind of grows back or something, <laughs> like a sort of, like, or gets... Yeah. Or you've got to keep going to the blacksmith and asking for a bit... Where would you get your armour made? <sighs> Anyway, you've got to ask. Nowadays, you've got to keep I'm, going look, back for more armour. Internet, as you can find yeah. anything on the internet <laughs> yeah. nowadays. Yeah. yeah, and I'm sure a lot of people would say the same thing, but some of the most brilliant people couldn't hack it. They couldn't do it because no. it was too painful. Yeah. Some of the most, like, you just go, oh, I'll just watch them all day. And then, you know. How do you deal with the dark times and the painful times? Um, All the times when, oh, yeah, no, that yeah, the work isn't coming now. Or, yeah, yeah, yeah. But do you channel your creativity somewhere else? Do you do you thought oh, you know what? I don't need to be creative now. I need to be a, a mother, or I need to be a wife, or I need to just fucking do something completely different to clear my head and then I'll yeah. go back to the creativity and get it out of the drawer and that's when I'll need to feed on it again. I think currently... Yeah. And, and like we were saying at the beginning, you've got two jobs, basically. So when you're not doing the acting job, you're doing the parenting job. Yeah. And sometimes you're doing the both at the same... Obviously, you're always doing both <coughs> yeah. at the same time, but it's so... Um, so so that sort of takes away some of those questions. That's true, Yeah. For me, I feel at the moment, anyway. Um, what about prior to yeah, becoming, prior, that, prior yeah. to being a, a mum? Um, I think. Um, oh, sorry. Um, I think. Um, Just had a little visit. A little, uh, yeah. Uh, very apologetic. It, it it happens. Yeah. Um. Because early start when you come out of drama school. Was it, did you find it easier or more difficult than what you were led to believe? Um, well, uh, our quite eccentric head of acting. Yeah. So this is a long time ago. It's like another world, it really feels like. But she said, she said, you know, Kenneth Brown, I got himself a job. So he was a bit older than me. He said, he went to every theatre in the country, and so I did. Did you? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I got uh, on a typewriter with typos, photocopied the letter and filled in the the name. Brilliant. And I got an um, I got a job at a theatre in Milford Haven, in Wales, and so I went off and did that. And I thought, oh, this is how naive I was. So I turned up Milford Haven, went to my digs, met the lady I was going to live with, and then went to buy some tuna fish. As you Pasta, do, yeah, yeah, you're in Wales. Local shop, and, Fantastic. and this woman just like served me, and she didn't really look at me. I thought it's so strange, you know, because here I am buying my, my my tea, my dinner, my supper, you know, <laughs> <laughs> my breakfast. Yeah. Um, and she doesn't know me now, but in four weeks' time, 
she will know me. <laughs> Isn't that just so amazing? I think that's lovely. Yeah, cut to. <laughs> like, it was quite a good little show, actually. Was it? Yeah. But, you know, empty. Hardly anyone knew. <clears throat> well, the Halford West... Uh, Theatrical Society, that was a big audience. Yeah. I'm sure at the but time. But the lady from that shop definitely wasn't in that audience. You know, so welcome to what can often happen, sadly, is that, you know, it's hard to get audiences sometimes. So, yeah, that's what I was like. And then I did a bit of Fringe in London, which was a bit... Uh, yeah, well, that's that just still is, isn't it? Quite, yeah. quite hard, because you put your heart and soul in and oh, you I don't get paid very yeah, much money. For and, that. you know... You still get, oh, well, how many are in tonight? Yeah. Type of thing. Yeah. Um, and but then, then again, you, sometimes you don't do things for that. You you have to... I think sometimes you have to work out the reason why you're doing a job. And it can't... Sometimes it isn't... You have to weigh out artistically and financially. And, uh, yeah. yeah. Everything gets more complicated. It does get more complicated. Like, you can feel very strongly about it on principle, but when yep. it comes to an individual choice, yeah, as you say, you do it for... You, you're learning and you're... Also about not doing a job. Yeah. If you're, you know, you're fortunate in that situation, you have to do things or not do things for the right reason. Yeah. Yeah. And hope you know what that is at the time. Still still striving. Yeah. 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 Have you ever thought about stopping? Um <laughs> Or is it, has, has anything become more important to you or is your need for it or your want or your passion as the, as the air come out of the balloon? Because um, I know inevitably it, it, it does for everybody. Yeah, but... yeah, yeah, yeah. No, so I think the answer is like it's not the balloon's not. I, th- I think so many people m- my age would say this now, and you see them doing it. And it's brilliant. They got there's got to be more than that. It's not a lack of appreciation for doing the work, but it's like getting to do the work. It doesn't always meet your your capabilities. Your desires your I mean I'm speaking in position where I've got this really quite interesting job that's, yeah. that's kind of sandwiching this little chunk of time so I'm in a very safe place but right now but um, I can really see that it might feel all the frustration that feeling like I'm in a desert or I'm not getting to you know so I think what you see is people teaching and writing and <clears throat> making and getting involved with with young people and there are so amazing young people yeah the ones I, I know are making stuff happen and <clears throat> trying to counter this sort of drift where only people with privilege can do this. I just think that's going to be, that's going to, and there's got to be, and I've got to force myself to get into being part of all that. Well, it seems to it, be the way because the need to be creative and have an, an outlet because we've got zero control. 99% of the time about what we do we have to make that path for ourselves yeah. we have to do that yeah so <laughs> yeah there's no yeah well, you, you well, you've backed me into a corner I've got kind of no choice yeah. so yeah what am I going to do stop no I, I can't do that because that's not uh, in it's not in us 
it kind of comes down to whether you're the kind of creative person who's just doing it for yourself, which, or you think you're part of a bigger picture where it's where it, it it's worth doing it because you're with other people and it's for other people. Yeah. And um, it's something that your your Susan said, and when you talk to her, you know. I can't remember precisely what it was because my memory's a bit iffy, but it's about you know why are we doing this? And of course, there's a there's a sort of there's all sorts of like deep reasons why we want to our ego needs to do it and all that. But if you if you've got a bigger picture, then there's a lot out there to do. Yeah. The, to to join in with and yeah. to help with, and we do get to an age when we can pass stuff on. Don't have to be diffident about that. No, but also because yeah. the older we get and we are learning more, we're still striving to learn more. And sometimes you open a door that you never thought you certainly wouldn't have walked through that when you were 25. Yeah. But then you get into your 40s and you go, actually, yeah, this really does appeal to me now. And I thought I was never, I thought that skill yeah, was never really yeah. in me. Yeah. Or that I never thought that had like a little fire in me, but it does. Or something like teaching or directing or, or watching or, or, other people or, or, or writing. Certainly yeah, writing yeah, something yeah. or yeah. directing. Yeah. Or, yeah, and getting a massive buzz out of it, actually. Yeah. Yeah. Or sitting down with some microphones and pots of tea and talking to people. <gasps> Making See something. See what I've done there. Yeah. Yeah. No, no, you're right. Yeah, yeah, isn't that amazing? Poppy, mm. I'm so thrilled we managed to... Yeah. find the dates to get together yeah, but what I really want to do mm. if you don't mind is I'm going to let you get settled mm. in New York and then I thought we'd do uh, a little Skype yeah, brilliant. podcast and we'll just catch up with you see how New York is yeah. and how it's all getting on I'd love that I think it'll be really interesting yeah, thank you all be right. great yeah. loads of love thank you yeah Another one down, another brilliant episode down. I hope you enjoyed it. Again, a massive thank you to Poppy. And as you heard, what we're going to do is in a few months' time, we are going to have a little link up with Poppy over in New York just to see how things are settling in, how she's settling in, what uh, Broadway life's like, is it different for when she was in the West End, and all sorts of stuff. It would just be nice to have a catch-up because... She's great. Um, well, thanks for listening. Thanks for tuning in. Um, what was I going to say? What I was going to say was um, there was a piece, a great piece in The Guardian this week uh, by Danny Lee. Uh, if you follow me on Twitter, uh, I did retweet it. And it was primarily, primarily, can't speak, it's late, primarily about uh, Gary Oldman. I think it was Gary Oldman and the demise of the working class actor. It's a really interesting piece. Do um, go and check it out. It's by Danny Lee. Um, and I did retweet it. And a few people came back to me with a lot of anger and sort of uh, bitterness. And what I was saying, what I responded to was that, you know, art and drama it can be found everywhere of course people have uh chances uh, and you, you you can forever be thinking oh well, well they had a better start than me and of course that's going to happen 
but that's fine. But all I'm saying is maybe anger is not the way to smash walls down or to make change. I don't really know what I'm trying to say. Look, don't listen to me. I'm not preaching. I'm just saying, go read the piece. Um, It's great. What I will say, though, is for everybody who... And I get a lot of messages saying, you know, we can't afford this, I need to train, I can't do this. You only have to look at somebody like Laurie Metcalf. Now, if you don't know who Laurie Metcalf is, Google. She's an incredible actress, and she's uh, one of the founders of Steppenwolf Theatre Company. They started Steppenwolf. They're all actors. They're all roughly the same age, so some of them had to play younger and they play older, and they're in a church hall, right? The Six or seven of them. They were sometimes playing to family and friends, sometimes playing to four and five people, and they kept on doing it, they kept on doing it, and they ended up building a theatre, which is still there today. You get what I'm trying to say, okay? Enough of this. I shall get off my soapbox. As I say... I'm not preaching. Maybe just something to think about. Something else to think about is episode 27, which is next week. I know who it is. I'm really excited. If you want to know, you know where to find us. Follow us on Twitter, at Two Shot Pod. Same for Instagram, same for Facebook. If you want to leave us a message, you can do that. You can also drop us an email, which is twoshotpod at gmail.com. Thank you for all the messages that we get. We really appreciate um, you downloading, listening, subscribing, and rating and reviewing and all that, you know. Until next week, I've been Craig Parkinson. He's been producer Griff, and this has been the Two Shot Podcast. You take care. Two Shot Podcast is presented by me, Craig Parkinson, recorded and produced by Thomas Griffin for Splicing Block. Our music, our brilliant music, is courtesy of Then Thickens. Cheers. Two Shot Pod.